Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to tonight's edition of Students for Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finkel, with Ruben Torres, and welcome everybody to tonight's edition. Um, Ruben, how are you? I'm doing fine. How about yourself, Doreen? I'm here. I'm doing okay. Um, uh, So, how did your week go? Went very well, except until today. It went, okay. uh, it, it went well. It went well, um, but um, I was kind of ups- upset today because of uh, what they, what the Democrats did to uh, to Bibi. Right, right. And um, folks, um, on our show we have um, upcoming Kim Thatcher. She'll be joining us in a, in a few minutes or so. Um, but uh, we want to just go over some current issues that happened to us. And, and actually, even before we do that, I want to mention everybody that this show is sponsored by the 501c3 nonprofit, studentsforabetterfuture.com. If you can go ahead and make a donation, that would be great. That's studentsforabetterfuture.com. And um, uh, today, folks, we had uh, a little issue with the Democrats. <laughs> And um, Ruben, do you want to tell us what happened? Well, there was a number of, of Democrats that actually um, kept away from uh, away from listening to uh, the Prime Minister of of uh, Israel, which is uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, also known as Bibi, because uh, they were um, very upset. He came to talk to the United States Congress without notifying the White House and Obama and, and, and the rest of the um, the left-wing uh, party that we have in our country. And they basically were trying to make a point that they do not believe that he should have done that. Um, I think they're a little basically kind of nuts because we still have, I think we have freedom of expression. And I think anyone who comes to the United States actually organize and if they want to give a speech they can do they don't have to get the approval of our left wing party also called the democrats so that's that's right. basically the, the, a summary of called, what happened i want to let everybody know it's called the democrats <laughs> <laughs> um that's kind of like the nickname for them and we're throwing out all these nicknames here you know, last time we had Obamacore. I like that one, okay? So it's a new yes. terminology coming on here. And um, But let's just tell everybody what the prerequisite of this man coming to the United States was about the, the arms. Um, well, basically, what basically uh, Go ahead. Benjamin Netanyahu is stressing to the whole world, not just to the United States, to the whole world, that there's no reason why... Iran should have any nuclear capability because if they do, they will attack Israel and attack the U.S. and attack every other country. They cannot be trusted. The the imams, the the, the radical leaders in in Tehran cannot be trusted, and that's what Benjamin Netanyahu was stressing today. We cannot allow that to happen, and it was basically. Benjamin Netanyahu was the Western, Western Ch- Churchill of our time today, and Obama was our Neville Chamberlain of his time. Right. And how many Democrats um, walked out or didn't attend the speech today? Okay. 51. I understand John it's, Kerry made an excuse. Or what did everyone All of them made all of, all of them made it. I mean, the ones that the 51, they made all excuses because they felt that it was they were disres- uh, Benjamin Netanyahu was disrespecting the president of the United States. 
that's bull. Total total bull. So are, are um so now I mean how does this look to to uh, uh Benjamin Netanyahu? You know, he comes here, he made the trip from from Israel and and then we have a political mm-hmm. party that does that. Well, um, I I think at but, this, at, at this I think at this point Israel is going to do what it needs to do. And if they need to take out any of those reactors in Tehran or outside of Tehran uh, in, in, the, in the country of Iran, they're going to have to do it. They cannot count. They don't have a, 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 a reliable partner in the White House today. They don't. No, they don't. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, neither do we. And, and I say the whole party, you know, the nickname, the best thing to call them is the Democrats. Um, and uh you know and and uh speaking of of democrats um our upcoming guest uh has a, a little issue in uh, the uh, Oregon um with the governor there and I'm going to introduce her and um very special guest of ours because we had her on last year when she was actually running for office and um uh, and and she, we always get a lot of hits when she comes on. So, um, and Ruben, do you know her? You know her? I I, I you read. Know who I she read is? I, now I do. Okay. I, I went onto her website <laughs> and I got to I got to know quite a bit about Kim and I, it's, a, it's a rising star in the Republican Party and she I is. think she's going to be really she's going to be some 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 some. Really special yes. uh, for us freedom-loving Americans. And I want to take this time to give a little introduction about her. Um, uh, she is currently a Republican state senator from Oregon, Senate District 13. She ha- having won the 2014 election, and prior to that, she was first elected to the Oregon House District. District 25 in 2004, she represented the Kaiser area. And early in her career, uh, she was the owner of a highway construction firm, KT Contracting, and is also a well-known critic of the Oregon Department of Transportation. So uh, who are we talking about? Her name is Kim Batcher. Kim, can you hear me? I can hear you, Doreen. Uh huh. Can you hear me? And okay. Welcome, welcome to the show, Kim. Thank um, you. Yes, we can. And we were talking about the uh, party, particularly the Democrats. Um, and I, I want to bring up the fact that um, you guys had also had an issue with the Oregon governor. Uh, who, oh yeah, we uh, sure did. Um, if you want yeah, to tell we'll, us about we'll that. Yeah, he Governor resigned. John, John right. Uh, John Kitzhaber. John, he, okay. Yeah, Governor John Kitzhaber, he was sworn in January, January 12th, and then uh, he, effective uh, February 18th, resigned. Um, so the Secretary of State becomes the governor, and she has yet to name a replacement for her, but anyhow... Um, we we have a new governor now because of some of the issues surrounding clean energy programs and apparently some maybe a little bit of um, use using of the governor's office for um, benefiting his not wife. <laughs> uh, she's called the first lady, but they weren't married. Let's just put it that way. So she was benefiting from some contracts where maybe she wasn't even low bid. But it had to do with a lot of, with the governor's work on clean energy and things like that. So it it was just kind of a mess, and they're investigating. And I think um, a lot will come out as time goes on. But meanwhile, we have a new governor. So was this a uh, firm, a public policy firm that was influencing her decision to influence the well, governor? That because she was his fiance. Well, there are some contracts that she got that they're they're questioning. Um, I don't know that there is a conclusive, um, you know, something that happened, but I think there was a lot of uh, evidence out there that was 
causing many in his party to ask him to to go ahead and resign because it was becoming a distraction. I so I don't know that there's been any um, specific um, you know a proven accu- accusations. I haven't really been following it that closely, other than because we have so much junk going through the Oregon legislature right now that I'm having to play whack-a-mole and I'm just fighting, fighting up everything I can to just kind of, you know, be the, the loyal opposition getting rid of some of these, these proposals that are so damaging to our state. Right. And go ahead, Ruben. You want to ask? Oh, I have, I have plenty to ask him. Kim, one of one of one of one of the um, things that I follow about the state of Oregon is the influx of uh, illegal immigrants. That's one of the things that I, um, as you can get, if you get to know me, I'm very happy think think about illegal immigration, vaccination, and 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 human trafficking. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I one of the things that I that I've noticed about the state of Oregon, uh, Portland has become a sanctuary city. A sanctuary city. Uh, there's been an increased number of uh, of uh, drug, uh, the increased amount of heroin, uh, very heavy, heavy narcotics sales mm. throughout throughout the state of Oregon, and that's be, that has a lot to do with the influx of a lot of the illegal immigrants that are basically going in there and setting up shop. As, yes. as a member, of, as a member of the state senate in, in the state of Oregon, what are the legislators? doing about this because Portland is a beautiful city. State of Oregon is beautiful. Are we going to let it get destroyed by these uh, these undesirables? It is very frustrating. Um, of course, just in the last election, we legalized marijuana, and I think that will help the cartels even gain a greater hold, actually. Um, we have human trafficking has been a, a huge issue in the state of Oregon with I-5 going, you know, throughout the state. It runs north, north to Canada, south to Mexico, and we have such lax, um, I mean, we, we have such a proliferation of the adult entertainment here because of our lax, uh, I guess, interpretation of <laughs> freedom of expression. So there, it's just, a fertile ground for uh, a lot of this, this human trafficking and the drug and heroin scene. And, and now I think more with marijuana than we wanted, but I think um, that's going to be more and more. It's, it's so difficult as a, I guess, law, law loving law enforcement, law and order sort of person um, to watch my state, go further and further into this abyss that you're describing. And, and it is difficult to say what we're doing because it seems like all we, we do so much to enable instead of curtail it. And that's what I mean by playing whack-a-mole around the Capitol because there's just so many policies that they're coming up with that just seem right. to enable this type of activity. So it's, <laughs> I don't think it's going to get better this session. Let's just put it that well, way. The, the the law enforcement is indicating that they're they, they're basically uh, giving some of these individuals. Uh, they're set, I mean they're setting up stash houses all over Portland and all, all throughout our, uh, the state of Oregon. And law enforcement is 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 basically they're restraining law enforcement from actually doing their job. I mean I think at this point it it takes the the whole legislative body and the executive branch to really say enough is enough. We cannot let this beautiful state become, you know, Detroit or the state yeah, of Michigan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're you're right. And then with so much upset and upheaval in the executive branch right now, trying to get that calmed back down and, uh, you know, get a person who wasn't looking to become governor in, settled into that office. And then this, uh, you know this legislature that seems to be hell bent on <laughs> damaging the state. I yeah. don't think they're they're thinking that they're doing that, but that seems to be the direction they're wanting to go. Um, that we're we're just going to have to get worse before we wake up. And I I find that unfortunate and frustrating, but that does seem to be the case. Yeah, and um, Ru- Ruben, um, uh, Everybody knows that I'm from the New York, New Jersey area, and the human trafficking over here is awful, Kim. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Ruben was also from this area over here. And um, recently, well, well, not recently, um, uh, we had, had uh, lost a uh, young lady at the age of 20, Amanda Lynn Winkowski, to human trafficking. And so, it, unfortunately, it's kind of on the rise. Um, you know, yeah. and, and the question is what, what what to do about it. You know, and and um, you know what can you uh, laws can you implement to deter the uh, the gangsters from doing this kind of stuff? Well, um, I would I would like to see mandatory minimums on on especially trafficking of minors. That that needs to be implemented, and so, so people aren't just getting a, a relative slap on the wrist for getting caught. You know putting 13-year-olds into prostitution because that's just sick. And there needs yeah, to be some mandatory minimums uh, to put these guys away for a while. Yeah, and, and uh, some of them are pedophi- pedophiles, pedophiles. And um, they, uh, you know, and the connection to the bad stuff on the Internet, you know, is also there. So, mm-hmm. it, unfortunately, it's, it's profitable, you know, and... But it's you know it's what I call crony capitalism, you know, um, because you're exploiting others to make money. True. So, yeah. Let's go ahead, Ruben. Well, um, I, Kim, like I said, I I have plenty of material, and I and I hope you're. I, I know you're ready, but um, you know you have a colleague in in the state senate, and her name is Elizabeth Steiner Hayward. Yeah, she's a very Thank nice you. lady, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. well, you know, she, she's not really a nice lady in my eyes. Oh, uh, okay. Let, 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 me give, okay. Let, let me give a brief brief introduction to Doreen and to our audience. Uh, Ms. Steiner, Hayward, she's trying to, she's spearheading a change in the state law of Oregon, which will eliminate philosophical and religious exemptions for vaccines, forcing yes. all parents to have their children physically violated. Uh, yes. This 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 is something that is is not going to stand, and I think we need a, a champion. Uh, we need someone like you, and someone uh, more individuals to take a stand on saying, you know what, it's okay. Let the parents make that decision, not yeah. someone in the legislature. Yes, you're absolutely right. You would not believe my my inbox and my email has been absolutely overloaded with folks <laughs> who are just absolutely uh-huh. offended that they should be forced to inject or have their child injected with something if they choose not to. I mean, and many of them have um, had their children vaccinated. I right. have my children vaccinated, but I don't want I don't want the government saying you exactly. have to put this in your body because where, right. where, where will it stop? Where will exactly. It stop? Right. That's that's the that's the point. It's not that we're anti-vaccine. We're not. We're 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 basically we have we we were given we, we were given a right to make a decision, not have parental control over our children, not the government to have control over our children. That's the part that I think. A lot of individuals, and, and, and you know, most of Oregon, I think, in, in the major cities, is very liberal. I think the, the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. The the, the oh, outskirts yeah. of, of 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 Portland, the suburbs, more more conservative. <laughs> and New York, Ruben. Yes, right. exactly. So uh-huh. even the, even 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 the liberal parents, progressive parents, are opposed right. to having someone like Elizabeth Steiner Hayward putting that pressure and enforcing because that per- personal belief exemption should be there parent yes well i think i think you could safely describe oregon as fairly libertarian and you know like in the 85% libertarian camp but some of them more so than others yeah i I think they start the people who want to, you know, quote force the vaccines on us are starting yeah. from this uh, place of we have to stop, um, you know, outbreaks of ter- terrible diseases. That's that's what they're looking at. They just didn't. They don't want bad things to happen to people, and so government control is ha- is where they turn. And 
yes, you're absolutely right. We are absolutely going to fight that. If it comes to the floor, it will it will be a big fight. And I hope it doesn't come to the floor because that means that maybe yeah. they're having some second thoughts. Yeah, but uh, I, you know, I've been around the liberal mantra for so long in academia, and you know what they say. You know, the collective says, "Well, oh, these vaccines eliminate disease." You know, they <laughs> have always, on every angle, um, failed to see the individual. Right. And you know, and and how it affects the individual, and and that's where we're fighting. It's it's sort yes. of that machine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that way of thinking, and you know what? A lot of students, uh, I will tell you guys, a lot of students think that way until they get into the real world. You mm-hmm. know, and after they graduate college, and then oh, now they have to pay bills. You know, and they want to have a family. <laughs> And, oh, now this is going to affect my family, you know? So that's when they really, really start to wise up and see how some of this policy has affected them. I I know because I just went over to um, William Patterson University the other day, and, um, and some of the students came up to me and said that, you know, that they were glad um, that I was here because, uh, you know, the ones I talk to, a lot of them have jobs, you know, and they're working locally in the pizza parlor, and they see a lot of money taken out of their check, you know. And, <laughs> That's when I turn into a Republican. Me, <laughs> yes, and they say to me, oh, well, you know, we're supposed to have health insurance, but we can't afford it. I, I tell them, well, did you listen to my radio episodes? You know, I keep saying, <laughs> you know, and, and and they say, you were right. So, you know, it takes that learning experience for them to see what we're all saying here. And the same thing holds true Mm -hmm. with the vaccinations. They might not even see that until they have kids, you know, and 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 that's their kids can be born. And again, again, Doreen and Kim uh, in our audience, you know, I'm for, and and I believe that if you're a hospital worker, if you're in, in the emergency hospital, you should take, you know, you should... Uh, be uh, subjected to 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 the vaccination because you know you're you're basically in in that environment. But mm-hmm. where I have a problem, and I think the majority of Americans have that pro- same problem, is having uh, uh, Elizabeth Steiner Hayward or the the the, con- the congressman from I mean not the congressman the the state senator from the state of California who wants to get rid of personal beliefs exemption or the state senator from from Yakimi, Washington, who who says that he you know he believes that parents should he believes that parents should not have the right to to make that decision. Be they need to become aware that there are people following them, in the in the sense yeah. that they they, they they know who they are and 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 they're going to be watched on how they step forward because we'll have there's a really really growing group of individuals and organizations that are really proactive about challenging these these legislators that want to impose uh, that mandatory vaccination on, on, and take that parental rights away from parents. Yeah, it yeah. has been extremely controversial. I'm hoping it, that it will just, the whole bill will just die. Um, it has been so controversial. I, In fact, I think Robert F. Kennedy is coming out to speak to some of the legislators um it's either happening this week or next or something anyway he's he's opposed to it he's opposed to this uh forcing of um or removing that exemption <laughs> i thought that was pretty interesting oh yeah. well i believe I, again i believe a lot of uh, and you know what one of the things one of the studies that that has been done is that a lot of the parents that are actually against mandatory vaccinations are coming from middle class and affluent areas because they mm-hmm. understand they understand that if you allow the government to t- dictate, then you know basically it's all, all, all open season. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's there yeah. will be no end to it. If you are forced to inject yourself or your child with something, where does it stop? Right. And That's with right. what? There's no end. There's no end to it. Um. So. Uh, and I want to ask you, um, 
because we talked a little bit about the college kids. And, um, you know, a lot of their uh, so-called knowledge, of course, um, you know, and the way they think comes from our K-12 education. And um, I want to talk about that. And it's always like a loaded topic with everybody. Um, (laughs) But And I'm going to... Um, Tell everybody what you wrote. You said, Kim knows from personal experience that when it comes to education, one size definitely does not fit all, and that every parent should be able to determine the best educational options for their children. Realizing that not every child is college-bound, Kim advocates for vocational training electives um, to help kids get a jump start on preparing their skills for the job market. Um, So, yeah, so... Right there, and I want to ask you, um, Oregon um, has adopted the Common Core Standards, correct? I know there were some states who had it. Yes, we are one of them. Okay, Um, so then my next question is, uh, is there a growing body within Oregon that wants to get rid of Common Core, a real force there? I I believe so. I you know in fact it's it's been kind of a strange bedfellow sort of situation. But so many of the you know more conservative legislators and conservative politically you know have kind of joined arms with many who are in the teachers union, who who are being forced you know more or less to 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 teach to this um, Common Core, and they're opposed to it. They don't like. They don't like what they're being told. They don't like um, what the direction that this is going, and they they would like to see it curtailed or stopped or or at least reexamined. So it's it's kind of an interesting dynamic right now. So now um, it's the same thing. It's almost like the same principle as you know what Ruben was getting at with the vaccinations. Um, mm-hmm. In this case, however, the government is teaching us, you know, how to think, and they're teaching our our kids at a very young age, um, with the especially with the Common Core standards, and you know, and and what the teachers have to teach to, um, and it's very it's a very inflexible curriculum. So yes. you know, that's pretty yes. much saying to you that you can't think outside the box. Yeah. Yeah, and that was one of the reasons I, I my child was attending a virtual, uh, on, you know, an online charter school, but now he's attending a private <laughs> online school because of the, <laughs> the Common Core standards. Because I didn't want to have to be have him be subjected to that. Right. So, how does one go about um, getting rid of it in, let's say, their school system now? I know I know because the money's attached to the school district, right? So yeah, it's it's almost like um school districts, the school boards are becoming less and less relevant as we force these things down from the top that um I just I just wish that the school boards would would wake up, the school districts, the parents would be a little bit more organized and in as a groundswell, and not just some of us legislators and some of the teachers saying, "Hey, we need to get rid of this," and would actually, you know, make their voices heard. Um, I think it's getting there, and but it's not quite there yet. And would it would it take like a lawsuit? Yeah, maybe, maybe. It's hard to say. I, I I don't know how all those things, you know, all the details would work out on something like that, but perhaps something drastic is what has to occur. Wow. Um, go ahead, Ruben. I, I have a new name for Common Core. It's called Obama Core. Yeah, I like that. One. We've got Obamanet, yeah. Obamacare, Obama. You got Obama Core. That's that's the new that's the new trend. Now. Uh, in regards to the level of corruption that that seems to be happening in in um in our country i mean i think that it it's gone to to a, such a level uh, of corruption i mean 
uh, we have the case in, in Portland where they're accusing the, the city of Portland in regards to water. Uh, there's been some diverting of money that's gone from uh, that's supposed to be was supposed to be going for renovation and, and construction, and, and it's gone into other pet projects. Uh, how? And, and like I said, I, I I've been reading up on on before the show about what's going on in Oregon so we, I, I, could be, I can sound somewhat intelligent about the state of Oregon. <laughs> See, I, Ruben, I'm uh-huh. afraid you're going to sound a little more intelligent on these details than I have. I haven't really been paying right, that right, close right, attention right. to Portland because I'm uh-huh. fine with letting them self-destruct. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> how, how do you see? How do you see the the, the question is how how do you see the, the the level of corruption that is uh, is happening not just in the state of Oregon but also throughout the country? How is that hampering uh, legislation and and, and 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 losing the trust of the American people? That's it, right there. People just don't want to. They don't want to trust their government, which mean, which I, actually I don't think you ever should. I think you should always be watching and be vigilant as to what your government is doing. So there always needs to be that that you, you, you know that jaundiced eye a bit. But I think people are so fed up that whenever there is something good, um, you know, happening, which you know it does happen occasionally, where there's a right. you know, something worthy of, of consideration that um, people just want to turn it down. They they just turn a deaf ear to it and just throw up their arms and say, I don't care. It it, it gets people less engaged in their government because cause they, they feel like it just doesn't matter what they mm-hmm. say or do because it's just going to, you know, end up screwed up anyway. And that, that's, I think, the sad part right there. And you mm-hmm. should hear, I don't know if you've heard about what our secretary, our previous secretary of state, now governor, wants to do. And that's something called universal voter registration, wherein you have to opt out of being registered to vote. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's coming okay. to the Senate floor either tomorrow tomorrow or the next day. So, Is there? Um, yeah. So there, I, just want, I just wanted to further on that, because um, some people over here in New Jersey um, – uh, the New Jersey Integrity Election was saying that at some point you're going to be able to vote right from your house. I don't know if that's true, but we know. do that. We do that. Yeah, we get ballots in the mail. We are a 100% vote by mail state. We have been for uh, a long, long time. Long, long time. I, I can't even tell you what year we first started doing it, but we got rid of polling places in 2005. We have no polling places anymore. Um, you can go into the county um, clerk's office to vote or to say you didn't get your ballot and you'll get a ballot. Um, it's very loosey-goosey. It, um, it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to sign a voter registration card or they use your DMV record because you can register to vote online now here in Oregon. But oh. you that's that's actually even more actually I have to say it's actually a tiny bit more secure than the paper ones because you, they are using your DMV record so they have your signature from your driver's license but the sad thing is if they use any signature that you've had on record with them to match so if somebody registered to vote before you in your name before you sent your card in, it's just so loosey-goosey. They could send in a ballot, and their vote would count, and yours wouldn't when you, by the time you send yours in, it, or vice versa. It's just crazy. So, so then how, how what are the checks and balances? There, there the are. Only check and balance, the only check and balance is, okay, so you fill out a ballot at home, you send it in the county, uh, the county clerk's, uh, the workers, they check your signature on the computer with what's on the ballot that you sent in. And if it doesn't match, then they look through your records and they match to any of the signatures that are on record for you. And if it matches any of those, then it counts. So that, so if it doesn't match any of those, then it's set aside and they say you need to come in and you know fill out another card 
and sign another registration or whatever. Because some people will have a health issue and maybe their signature doesn't match for whatever reason. Maybe they had a stroke or something. Okay, so there's that check and balance. Um, and that's about the sum total of it. Other than that, if if you get a if they get a returned ballot because it didn't it was undeliverable to your house, your address, that's their check and balance. That's it. Okay, but suppose suppose the person died, okay? And then um oh, yeah. so the remaining person living there sees it come in mm-hmm. and they forge the signature. Mm-hmm. Um so uh there's no way to protect against that, right? Well, I, I think it would depend on the worker, really, um, that checking the signatures and checking the ID. See, yeah, I don't know 100% what will happen if that's voter that person fraud, said, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's a neighbor-turn-in-neighbor sort of system. So imagine you're voting inside your house. How are you going to know what's going on in that house? I mean, some people... Um, in care centers, for instance, there are, there there are elections operatives or you know just people from a party. It could be Republican Party, it could be Democrat Party, whatever, that come into these care homes, nursing homes, whatever, and they're they're helping folks fill out their ballots. So if you can imagine oh how goodness. that might go, <laughs> yeah. Go, go ahead, Ruben. Do you want to ask? Well, as a yeah. as a Computer science grad, computer programmer that I that I was in the past. I'm, I'm an engineer, but not in programming. Anything that is anything that is programmed can be unprogrammed, and it can be the codes, the coding can be changed at any given time. Um, so I mean, any any uh, uh, anything that is computerized can be modified, and it will allow an opportunity to for fraud commit and I think that's already happening on a national level and even on a state level so I'm totally um, I, I think we, we need to have a lot more check and balances mm-hmm. for something that, that that I would probably agree to but as of right now I think that we're, we're, we have a we have we have a problem when it comes to our voting uh Process right now. I mean, uh, you, 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 people have noticed that uh, in the past election, um, there were districts throughout the United States that o- Obama got a hundred percent, you know, voting yeah. re- percentage. I mean, that's unheard. Uh, there, there, there is fraud happening, and, and it will continue to happen unless we really, really get serious about protecting the right to vote. And it's not something I know. Not, yeah. yeah. Protecting the right to vote. We want people to vote. We want people who are informed and, and have educated themselves to vote, you know, whatever side of the aisle they're on. But they're, mm-hmm. it's right now that she's wanting to sign up anybody who might qualify to vote, and you have 21 days to opt out. And, and she's getting these records off the, the, the Department of Motor Vehicle records, which. Mm. In Oregon, we have put a wall in front of those were private, and and once they're put into oh, the voter rolls, voter rolls are sold, and they're not going to be private anymore. Well, even 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 beyond that uh, situation, I mean uh, that scenario, uh, but we have we have a deep problem, uh, and and I think um, Doreen experienced that this this past week, uh, hacking. You know, uh, oh, yeah. there's individuals. Yeah. There's individuals. There's individuals and companies that profit from hacking and, and taking that data and reselling that data. Yep. That's gonna make that's gonna that's yeah. gonna create I think I think Kim, I think and I'm not I, I'm very impressed with your your uh your career already and I think uh you're 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 in for uh I think Washington is calling you. Um mm. but right, I right. think I I think I, I think it would be really a legislation, a legislation that can can be implemented in the Oregon State Senate that can lead to very heavy, heavy uh, scrutinizing severe penalties. Uh, yes. Severe penalties that enact a, a cybersecurity act that really takes it to these individuals a, that a, a chunk. Face, 
who, who do that this. really really uh, do a lot of right. damage to individuals by by hacking and stealing uh, that data and reselling it. I think you you would and be uh, right. you would be a superstar. That and 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 the vaccination right. aspect of it. Right. Well, there and is one good piece of legislation. Yeah. Well, I was going to say our um, attorney general actually came up with a piece of legislation that um, educational companies can't sell kids. Um, use their information to sell to um, marketing companies, you know, so they can't be marketing our kids with stuff. Yeah. So that's one thing that they're doing that's good. Yeah. And, um, Kim, I want to tell you what happened to me last week, and this is going to be frightening, okay, and frightening to our listeners. Um, I have a Facebook account, okay, and somebody went in and hacked it, okay, and uh, um, the hacker was sending out inappropriate material to to my friends and everybody on Facebook. And so then I went to report it to Facebook, okay, and mm-hmm. um, I went through the Facebook hacking and I changed my passcodes both to the Facebook and the email account linked to it, okay. And then um, mm-hmm. it was fine for about a half hour, and then I went to a fundraiser and I got a call from Tennessee. They said, no, they said, it's still going on. So the hacker went in again and changed my passcode back and oh my started gosh. sending it around again. And then they put malware on my computer. Great. Now, yes. So um, it, it stopped the second time because I had to change the password again. And, you know, and, and I reported it to Facebook and my friend I uh, went on their account, and they said you can report it to, to they'll report it for me. And so now, luckily, I got my account back. But um, in doing so, uh, I had noticed that you know thousands of other accounts were hacked as well, and th- these people can't they can't recover their accounts. So yeah, that's you know, and, isn't it? You know, and and so these people have nothing better to do than to, to do this to others. And, yeah. you know, and when they hack you, they can see your passcode to your banking. You know, they get all your personal information, you know. Yeah, and, uh, true. And, and it's horrible. And they, then they find out where you live and, and this and that, and, you know, and, and it's just no good. But, you know, I, I mean, other than that, I mean, you know, the friends on Facebook know that I wouldn't send them the material, you know, that's that's not mm-hmm. the point. You know, the point is that this guy just jumped right over the hump, you know, yeah. and, and did what he wanted to do. So, um, yeah, <sighs> am I for stricter legislation on that? Yes. Do I want to see this guy put in jail? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, because it was a nightmare trying to recover. I had no idea what was happening. I called Ruben, right, Ruben? And, and he said, oh, you have malware on your computer. And, you know, and and, I, and it's scary. If you're not... It is. And you don't even know if this guy... You're scared. It, and this guy could live in, you know, Zimbabwe or something. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know where he right. is. Right. You know, it, it could be a girl, too, but, you know, equal opportunity. But, um, yeah, it's <laughs> creepy. It's like a worldwide web of creepies sometimes. Well, one of one of my uh, advice to uh, to uh, Doreen uh, Kim was basically, and, and this is to our audience and to anyone who's listening, um, you never should have any personal data on your hard drive. If you want to have information, just basically get yourself an external drive and leave it there. Just basically have basic programs. You know, but nothing, no budgets, because you'd be surprised. And as an engineer, I have actually uh, done some 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 uh, contract work for uh, uh, private individuals, and and they um, they have their own, they have their budgets right on the on the desktop. And it's like, wow. are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> because know? it's convenient uh, there. It's just annoying to have to log. You know, security and passwords are a pain in the butt. So, well, there's a program. There's a program, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the program. It's it's called Keep Pass. Keep Pass. Key K E E P Pass P A S S. 
you can actually create all your passwords, put those passwords in there. You only have to remember one, and that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. That's a good one. Okay, thanks, Ruben, yeah. for that information. Thank you. <laughs> that, was, that was the yeah. IT moment. Uh, I, I do have, um, I have, I, I have, I have another um, something that that is on my agenda for tonight. Uh, in the state of Oregon, there's a well publicized. Well, it's not just in the state of Oregon; it's 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 it's, it's national also. Uh, well publicized case, uh, Gary Harrington case in Oregon. Do you know? Have you heard of him? Mm. Sorry, it's not ringing a bell. <laughs> Maybe you can okay. tell me what it's about. Uh, Okay, Gary Harrington uh, is an individual that owns 170 acres of his own private land. And he decided that he wanted to uh, collect rainwater in three ponds that are located in his private land. And basically, the state of Oregon uh, is criminalizing him for the collection of rainwater. And they actually convicted him on nine counts and sentencing him for 30 days in, in, in prison. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So we were talking about a little while ago about the mandatory vaccination that Elizabeth Steiner Hayward wants to implement. Mm -hmm. And then we have the case of Gary Harrison yeah. that I started re reading, <laughs> reading into it. And and this is this is really really getting out of control because you're, these are the steps and we need we need we need freedom loving uh, legislators that are going to fight this to the end. We cannot allow these individuals that want to take it upon themselves to be dictating. And in the case of Gary Harrington, he's not collecting water anywhere else. That's his private land. It, it was Why? the state of Oregon that went after him. It wasn't the federal government. No, it's, is that right? Well, uh, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Case in, wow. in the state of Oregon. I'll have to look. I'll have to look into that one. That just isn't ringing a bell. That sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, so, it, it sounds like uh, Ruben. Are you familiar with the Bundy Ranch? Yes, Bundy. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. in, in Nevada. Down in Nevada. Yeah. 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 Uh, the government has been um, trying to take his land away as well over there. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that case. Oh, I'm familiar uh, with the case, yeah. So, Well, uh, the, the whole situation, it, 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 there was no case. I mean, the ATF and, okay. and, and the federal government did not have any case. That's the reason at this point they, they have not gone back to the Bundy Ranch. Mm -hmm. And they will not go back because there's, they don't have they don't have a, uh, they don't have anything concrete to attack uh, uh, Mr. Bundy at all. Yeah. Um, now, Kim, I want to um, switch to a different topic for a minute, um, and that's the Second Amendment. Yes. Um, and I have something here that you wrote. Um, it says one simple improvement. Well, Kim is pushing for the adoption of federal ID standards for, um, oh, this is the voting. Okay. Um, uh, okay. There are thousands of people weighing in on how our cities and counties and state will be governed as, and who have not even met minimal federal ID requirements. Um, okay. But let, let's go back to the Second Amendment uh, where you're protecting mm -hmm. freedoms and Second Amendment rights. Um, in, in Oregon, um, do you have laws there that uh, protect the person's right to um, carry? We have pretty good laws here um, it, uh, in that it's um, any laws that regulate firearms, ammunition, storage of, et cetera, r reside with the legislature, so we don't have a patchwork of different laws all over the um, state. And we do allow concealed carry. It is a um, shall issue. Um, it's good. But they're looking to uh, expand, uh, you know, kind of adopt a Washington State-style background check system um, to add to the, you know, already federally required background, um, you know, that's required at the, so, the 
Okay, yeah. so let's say I want to take my gun to a shooting range, okay? Um, do I have to keep it in a concealed compartment when I bring in my car? Um, if you have a concealed carry permit, you can carry it however you want, open. Um, but if if you have a, if you don't have a concealed carry permit, you have to carry it. Um, I think you like, you know, like the, the rack in the back, if, you, if it's a rifle, it has to be open. Um, I mean, you know. And can, I, I don't know. Stop? Since I have a concealed carry permit, I'm not real familiar with, you know, if you don't. Oh. Yeah, let's say you want to uh, get gas, okay? Can can you stop mm-hmm. there at a gas station with your you gun in the car? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The reason why I'm asking, in, in, in New Jersey, you cannot, okay? When you oh travel to, to and from the gun range, that's it. It is to and from the gun range. You cannot yeah. stop um, anywhere for gas. Yeah. Even if it's an emergency, okay, and your gun has to be in a concealed compartment separate from the bullets. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do mm-hmm. stop anywhere and you get caught, it's a mandatory seven years in prison, hands down. That is the three crazy. branches of the yeah. government will conspire against you and put you away. Um, we yeah. are so far in Oregon pretty good in, in that we don't have ridiculous laws like that. In fact, if you have a concealed carry permit, you are... You have not yet been banned from pub carrying in a school here, and I think that has helped deter, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of potential tragedy here. We've had our share. Um, there, there have been some school shootings, but um, they're not, by and large, I, I think they're highly discouraged because there is that possibility of somebody with a concealed care. Employees of the school cannot because part of their employment requires that they they cannot bring a gun to school. But a member of the public, if you're there to pick up your child and you have a concealed carry permit and it's on you, you don't you're not required to take it off of you. There are many who are looking for laws to you know, do that because they think suddenly the school's gonna be safer if law abiding citizens are disarmed. But um yeah, I think we have pretty good laws. I would really just like to see those defended here this session. Um, we're going to lose some ground, unfortunately, on some things, but um, it's 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 a pretty good state for for Second Amendment. Yeah, Ruben, did you know that in New Jersey, um, you know, or how our laws are here with uh, carrying guns, how strict they are? Ruben, did I lose you? Um, okay, I think I might have lost him. Um, but here in New Jersey, uh, hold on one second. Let me see if I can get him back. Um, Ruben, are you on the line? I'm here. Okay. I am. Did you, uh, did you um, know how strict our laws are here in New Jersey with um, carrying weapons? I did. That's the reason I moved to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because you know Sheena Nallen. Um, Sheena Nallen came across from Pennsylvania not knowing the laws here in New Jersey. And she had a oh, yeah. handgun, um, and she was met, well, she got stopped at a tra- uh, traffic light, and the cop, she, in fact, she showed the cop that she, her carrying permit from Pennsylvania, and the cop, you know, had to pull her over, and she was arrested. So, because she had a handgun, yeah, and she has two children. So, um, you know, and and um, you know, our legislator, well, Frank Fiamingo, president of NJ2AS, is always saying, know the law when you carry a weapon here in New Jersey and when you're carrying it elsewhere, because the yeah. the laws are not standards. No, so, they're not. And thankfully, in Oregon, they are standard across the state. There might be some small variations for people without concealed carry permits, but it, by and large, for anybody that has concealed carry, it is standard throughout the state. And I do appreciate that about Oregon. Uh, wow. Go ahead, Ruben. This is not going to be political. This is not going to be political because I'm a big college football uh, fan. And I really like uh, 
the Oregon Dogs, but I have to ask you a really tough question. Are you a beaver <laughs> or a duck? Well, okay. I'm a mom of a duck, so I guess I have to say ducks. <laughs> oh, okay. So Marcus, Marcus okay. Mariota is is Marcus Mariota is, uh, is 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 looking to be one of the uh, best quarterbacks ever to come out of the University of Oregon, huh? Well, they all are, aren't they? He might make it. Who knows? He might make it. Uh huh. Okay. All right. I, I'm just like I said. I, yeah, I, I mix. I, I mix sports. I mix sports with politics. With uh, politics, yeah. I try to be. I try to be diversified in my way there of thinking. <laughs> diversity. Hey, Ruben, you're throwing diversity at us. <laughs> That's the left the says that all the time. Um, but but I do have a. I do have a serious you. question. Yeah. Go ahead, Ruben. You I do first. have a serious question, Kim. Um, Kim, uh, in regards to your um, the future, uh, do do you see yourself in Washington? I do not. I just uh, I love Oregon <laughs> We're and Washington. It just it turns me off. I tell you, <laughs> the thought of going to Washington just turns my stomach. Oh. But. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't see it. We're, we're, we're no. saying, oh, President Kim Thatcher. No, How brother. About no, <laughs> there's no way. There's absolutely no way. No, Not on the, this the, plan. The, the, uh-huh. reason, the reason. The reason. I, the reason I'm saying that is because we do need a lot more freedom-loving uh, individuals in in Washington. Uh, you know, I, I'm yeah, really, really. Dis- I'm I'm really disappointed yeah. with a lot of. Of my, the individuals in my in my political party, um, they have let let the American people down, and and uh, I think it's definitely. Uh, I know that something happens when they get to Washington, that they suddenly become totally blinded by all the lobbyists, and but you know it takes a special person to stand, you know, and say no, and we're gonna move ahead. We have a we have we have goals like Ronald Reagan. You know, when 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 he he took mm-hmm. the, you know people doubted him and, and and he went ahead and 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 became such a special individual to a lot of Americans, yeah. and I think we need more individuals like that. And and I think you, you fit the bill. I mean, I uh, well, you know, well you that's know. fine. Yeah. I I, yeah. I think there are just there are a lot of people who could fit that bill and would be uh, really really great people and i and i hope they surface soon because the pe- the names i'm hearing right now are not flipping my switch as far as presidential contenders <laughs> oh. <laughs> but but how so. about how about governor kim thatcher Ooh, um of oregon yeah <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> you realize we have not had a republican governor since the middle of the 80s right <laughs> i say that about new jersey even though sure. Governor Christie is Republican, he, he ran on the Republican. He's not really Republican. Like we ha- yeah. haven't had a Republican governor since the 90s, I guess, came. And um, uh, Christine Todd Whitman. You know, That's then the rest true. have been Democrats, including Governor Christie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, But we have vote um, by mail, yeah. so. <laughs> that makes right. it extra vote difficult. Vote by mail. Yeah, and soon to be um, universal vote by mail. So go get a load of that. I mean, so, universal um, mandatory registration. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah that's that, incredible. Yeah, um, but, any, but guys, I, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to say we are out of time. Okay, the the clock is is going around, and um, uh, Ruben, you can do the closer. Go ahead. Well, thank you, uh, Kim. Uh, I, th- I think it was uh, an enjoyable uh, inter- interview that we had with you, and, and, and wish you the best of luck. And, uh, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, we, we can stay in touch and, and, and see. Uh, I'll, I'll continue to follow the politics in Oregon and, and keep a close eye on Elizabeth Steiner Hayward. 
Well, she really is a nice lady. Yeah, I don't agree with her on this policy, but she really, um, I think, comes from her. Her heart is there, but this policy is way off, way off the mark. But it was, yeah. Thank you for having me on. Yes, and thank you you for joining us, Kim, tonight. And folks, reminder: go to studentsforabetterfuture.com. That's studentsforabetterfuture.com. That's the sponsor. Um, And until next week, uh, we will hear from you then. Thank you, and good night.